hearing this? Anybody hear that? How can we possibly have the slightest idea what to expect? Well, we're back. Hold on to your butts. Welcome to the Jurassic Park Podcast. I am your host, Brad Jost, and we are here to discuss all things Jurassic once again. Finally, it's been so long. I, what, we took off four months, uh, kind of by mistake. It just happened. Uh, didn't really plan for that, a little hiatus there, but it, it was nice to kind of kick back, relax, uh, think about uh, what's been going on in Jurassic, kind of unwind a little bit, um, do some things behind the scenes to hopefully make the show a little easier and better. As you can tell, we changed the intro, right? Uh, there might not be any music underneath me right now. I'm not sure which part you're listening to, but uh, we're, we're changing things up, revamping the show a little bit, and uh, we've got some new bumper music and audio cues and stuff like that. The outro is a little bit different. The whole format it's going to be a little change, but I think the same flavor, everything that you've you've been loving for the past eight, eight years? Has it been that long? Eight years? Everything should be basically the same. We just revamped. Let's think of it as uh, Jurassic Park Podcast 3.0. We've gone through some changes before. We had the initial show and intro, then we updated that maybe around, I forget, was it around Fallen Kingdom maybe? Um, and then we had that intro for so long and that style of show for so long, and now we are on the third iteration, I think, here. And uh, we're changing things up, making it a little, a little bit easier, hopefully... Uh, bringing some fun conversations to you all, and we're changing up the format just slightly by spreading out very, very long conversations because you know what? Here at the podcast, we always have very, very long conversations, and this week is no different. Um, I had a conversation with our guest today for, I think, nearly three hours, but you know what? I want to spread it out over a few weeks, so we're going to give you three parts for this conversation. And this is probably going to be the case going forward for other long conversations. We'll see what we're going to do with the Jurassic Wire, the Jurassic Mailbag. Well, the Mailbag actually did transition to the uh, live stream, so that'll probably continue that way. And the Wire, we're, we're fiddling with that as well to try to bring you the best content there. And of course, all of your other favorite segments are still here, still around, so do not fear. They will be back. But uh, we've got a lot in store and a lot planned, and I'm very, very excited to uh, to add some longevity, hopefully, to the Jurassic Park podcast. Make this a weekly show yet again. We are back weekly. It's been so long, I feel like, since we did weekly episodes. Um, you know, when there is very slow news and things like that, we try to reel it back and then do every other week like we did, uh, you know, over the past however long. But I love doing the weekly episodes, and I know a lot of people have been missing those. We've seen it in our emails. We've seen it in some reviews and things that people want to see the show come back weekly. And, hey, we're doing it. So you're going to get uh, weekly episodes, different parts from different conversations, all thrown together, all your favorite segments. It's going to be so much fun, and I really, really hope you enjoy the new format, the new style, everything about it. And, uh, and yeah. I'm excited. So let's go ahead and talk about this episode. So this week, you're going to hear the first part in my conversation with Stephen Ray Morris uh, of See Jurassic Right. You know See Jurassic Right. 
Steven's got an awesome Jurassic podcast, uh, which actually I think just returned as well. <laughs> so great timing, Steven. Uh, we planned this uh, pretty well, I guess. <laughs> but uh, See Jurassic Right is an awesome show with very honest and uh, inventive takes, some new takes, things that you've never heard in the Jurassic community before. So please go check out See Jurassic Right. And today, Steven is uh, talking with us about all kinds of stuff. We kick off like part one, I think, talking about the different hype levels over the course of the the entire Jurassic World era. It's been interesting to kind of look back and see and reflect now that we have all three films and everything else that we got. Uh, we talk a little bit about Jurassic trivia, some fun questions and answers. Um, is there any way to make Jurassic Park better? I think that's a pretty fun question to analyze. We didn't d dive too deep into it, but I think there's a lot there to speculate in and uh, come up with ideas for. And also, we do talk about speculation over the years and how it makes us feel and how it uh, maybe benefits or doesn't benefit the community in the conversation. So it's interesting. And that's just episode one. We've got two other episodes after that. So a three-part series here with Stephen Ray Morris over the next three weeks. We really really hope you enjoy this one and of course while you're listening please hit us up on instagram threads tiktok and of course youtube to continue the conversation from this episode there's going to be a lot to talk about so please hit us up on any of those services and we'll chat about it and as always please check out our weekly live streams over on youtube discussing all of the latest jurassic news from around the world wednesday nights 9 p.m est each and every week. And yes, we are back on the live streams. I'm so excited about that. It's been so long. Once I kind of put pause on the, the podcast, I did so on the live streams as well, I think. So uh it's been it's been sad. I haven't I haven't enjoyed the the community conversation and stuff on the live streams. I really miss those. So we will be back over there. And what we're gonna do is hopefully we're gonna you know, piece out the news from this podcast and not talk about the news so much and maybe put that over on the live stream. So we'll get those weekly updates as far as what's going on in Jurassic fandom and uh, all the new stuff. And of course, we will bring those to the conversation here on the podcast as well from time to time. But I, I, I think we're going to phase out the uh, the news segment here on this show because, you know, I don't know when you're watching or listening, but uh, I think it's best served over on the live streams. But please join us again Wednesday night, 9 p.m. each and every week. Uh, every week. So uh, I, I love the live streams, and I hope you do too. But we got um, a decent episode, I think, ahead here. I'm very excited to kick things off once again. Let us know what you're thinking. How do you like the new version of the show? But without further ado, let's go ahead and dive into my conversation with Stephen Ray Morris from See Jurassic Right. I read your articles about soil science and regenerative farming. Great. Thanks. Gave me grounds for some hope for change. How are you kids? Yeah. Amazing. Grown. It's shocking. They're both in college. Can you believe that? And Mark? It's over. Oh. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. It's okay. I'm back to me, my work. You know, it's... That's great. It's good. It is. I'm alone at last. Exciting times. Yeah, I'm living the Alan Grant life. It's just... Got me lonely. So free. I don't know. I, 
and also just thinking about Jurassic Park on that level of like, oh, like I, I just remember growing up hearing all these like crazy apocryphal stories and stuff like it's just more of like, OK, what's in, like what's interesting to me about it right now? You know, because I saw the movie um, I saw I saw it in theaters for the 30th and it was just like, oh, I didn't notice there was a donkey in the background you know, in, in yeah. the mind scene or that there's a cat in Jurassic park, uh, not a real cat, but, a but in, a in the, photo of a cat. yeah, I just, I just noticed that in the trailer, uh, the other day when I, when I saw it for the 30th as well. And I was like, man, like that is a, a, a big, what was it? A cardboard cutout or a picture? What was it? Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. So it, it's funny how like, especially seeing it on the big screen, you really notice like, brand new things and this it's a really dumb detail but like uh one of my favorite things to point out when when i go see it with people is like if the, if you watch like while they're sitting up in the tree um you know yeah. for the brachiosaurus part you just see massive cargo nets up in the tree and it's yes. like yeah, and yeah. it's like such a stupid detail but i'm like that is one of the coolest things that you notice on a big screen when you know you don't necessarily notice it on your tv at home or or whatever so yeah no at least um yeah yeah Corey and i were talking a a lot about uh you know because uh he came out um him and sam a few other people my brain is blanking right now but um uh oh caleb and stuff when you know Mm -hmm. this was like back in 2018 for fallen kingdom for the uh trivia night that i did and Corey's a big trivia guy. So we were like, all weekend, we were like, what's the dumbest but like hardest trivia that we could come up with for Jurassic fans? Yeah. Like, or just even thinking about, because I would love to throw it, because I actually live pretty close to um, that place where I did the trivia. So I'm thinking about doing one again. And it's just like, I don't know. There was like, uh, what was, it was like counting stuff on screen. Like how many Parasaurolophs? I how many Parasaurolophuses oh, are like like in how many background. of them are on screen in that in that shot you know the welcome to Jurassic Park shot how, how See, many, there <sighs> there are adults and babies so how many oh, adults how many babies See that's the stuff like I, obviously I'm a super fan but like when it comes to that stuff I'm like I don't know I've got no idea but, <laughs> but but it's funny because it's one of those things where like Corey and I both guessed and both of us were like close so I think you could do it like i think you could do a really good yeah my guess was like four i don't know like i feel like there's like four four total total i Uh, have no idea (laughs) i well again i was very surprised that there's 10 oh my gosh yeah and it's and it's uh no no wait sorry it's eight it's i think it's or see i already forgot (laughs) but i believe it's something it's something like six adults and two babies okay there's something like that so it's like in that range um, you know, because one of the things is that Corey and Sam and their and Caleb and their team that tech they technically got me on an incorrect trivia answer. Oh no! Uh, because I said how many Velociraptors die on screen in Jurassic Park, and I said three, but actually you never see the raptor in True. the freezer yeah. die on yeah. screen. So, <laughs> and then it was like we were all going into like you know, which Raptor is the big one, you know, it's like all that kind of stuff or like, I think about the JP motor pool and it's like, I love those guys. And it's just like, I couldn't tell you what numbers are in the sides of the Jeep. You know what I mean? Like, 
No, uh, no, that's just not a detail like I've ever gravitated towards. Like I just, I, I, I don't get, I don't, I don't know that stuff. I remember, um, and and it's a dumb thing that I've told before, but like those, there's always misconceptions, uh, especially with that first film, and um, for me personally, I just like I don't know if I told you before, but I always thought that John Hammond did the entire spiel like as Richard Kiley. Like I thought he oh. was, I thought there was some like voice modulator that w- he would he would sit in the office and be like the voice you are hearing is Richard Kylie and it would actually translate to Richard Kylie's voice and it would just be like like Richard Kylie talking and he would have to sit in that chair the entire tour and that was my child oh my brain God. and just continued as an adult. Um, but I yeah, love and that. Re- and recently I, I heard people arguing about how many raptors are in the like that raptor pen, you know, when they feed it. And I'm like, I th- I assumed all three of them were in there. Uh, I didn't ever oh. think there was less or anything. I didn't think there there was only one. Uh, and they say, f- I think John Hammond says, like, feeding them, you know? So I I always assumed there was more than one. So, and I think there is. <laughs> That's a good question because it's like, there's, bleh, bleh, yeah. like, there's <laughs> like a call and response a little bit when they first... Yeah, you're right. I guess I, in my head, I think growing up, I maybe assumed that there was only one. But you know, I mean, again, it's well, far be it for point, us to be able to tell one. the difference between. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah, that's true. That's a good point. But yeah, no, that's stuff that you never think about. Uh, I mean, I mean, I just like that because everyone, you know, you can. There's something for everyone in there, you know. Uh, oh, that's so funny. What was another trivia thing? We were like, um. I don't know, like, at what hour does the last new dinosaur come on screen, you know? Like, that's just what I thought of right oh now. <laughs> and which is the last dinosaur, to, which is the last dinosaur type to appear on screen? I mean, I, I don't think you need to overthink huh. it. I think it's pretty, like, you know, it, of it would have the to be... eight of the eight dinosaurs that appear in Jurassic Park. I think it would have to be Dilophosaurus, maybe? That's the second to last one. Was it second to last? Yeah. Because what it, what other, know. wait, or, right? Gallimimus, it... right? Oh, Gallimimus yeah. Gallimimus doesn't yeah, appear. Yeah, yeah. Earlier, yeah, you're right. You're right. right? Gallimimus. Yeah, yeah. I forgot about them. <laughs> I just, tonight I'm realizing I don't even know what Jurassic Park is. So I'm going to start no, but uh, I mean it... podcasting about Star Wars again. Uh, so, <laughs> but I mean, it's that kind of stuff where it's like, you know, it's, it's, I mean, again, I, I, you know, it was such a fun weekend to spend with Corey and just, uh, you know, just talk about this stuff where it's like, I don't know. I feel like when you're online, you're very focused on the things, you know, and so it was just one of those mm-hmm. things where the whole weekend, it was just like, oh, what could we like? And then going back to like the, you know, it, I actually, I, I don't know if we've actually, I don't know if I've actually talked to you about Dominion at all. I don't think we've talked at all about our feelings about I that. And, I don't think so. But um, I mean, I think you were saying earlier about just sort of being bummed out about the, you know, I don't know. I really like Dominion and I like it more and more each time I watch it. But it's almost like that thing where now at this point, I'm like, I would love to write something or pod, do a like a whole um, like a whole expose on why insects are just as vital to the Jurassic franchise as anything else, you know, yes. and it's just like literally Please. the first trailer for Jurassic Park. <laughs> focuses on insects so it's just like to me 
and I, I, you know, I don't, I don't want to speak for Corey, but I thought he said something really valuable where it was just like for Jurassic Park fans, when we saw the insect storyline, you know, the locust storyline in Dominion, we're like, oh, instant Crichton. We're like, oh my gosh, like we're going yeah. back to the source, like, you know, uh, that sort of thing. But, you know, maybe mainstream audiences weren't as prepared for yeah. that. Uh, yeah, I feel like mainstream definitely thought like, oh, this is a weird thing to focus on. Why are we spending half the movie focusing on these bugs? But like, to me, like, that's, you know, they're, you're holding up the piece of amber. You're seeing that bug right in there. And it's just, it's a full circle thing. And it's just, it's so beautiful. And, and like you said, to me, it feels like Michael Crichton. Like, even though it's not a story he wrote, it, it feels adjacent to something that he would have done if he had the chance to write Jurassic World Dominion, you know? I, I remember when the movie came out, I was tweeting about it and I was like, Jurassic World Dominion is if is if Colin and Emily took the first hundred pages of Jurassic Park and mixed it with Fast and the Furious and like <laughs> in, in, the, in the best kind of way. And uh, I remember Emily responded being like, yeah, that's like kind of what we were going for. You know, a globe trotting oh, like because that's to me what I loved. Love about. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, just like in that fun like in that fun way like i think dress world mm -hmm. dominion is a very fun movie you know like oh, yeah and my opinion of that yeah. movie is i absolutely love it i uh, like i love the whole thing and like anytime somebody has a critique of it i'm like usually i, I can see the critiques and i'm like i, I know what oh, you're course, talking yeah. about but this one i know i do not i i'm like i'm like uh you know I've got, i'm like a horse running in a race or something i've got blinders on i have no <laughs> idea I, I see no issues and I'm like, this movie is great. Like, I don't get it. So to me, it's like a hundred percent. I just love it so much. I mean, and I, and I really do think the extended version is the definitive version mm -hmm. just because yeah, yeah. like, I like again, just over the weekend, like getting like, you know, I just feel like, you know, it's, it's like, we're like how we're together right now where it's like, okay, we're getting into the brass tacks of it. And it's just like this thing <laughs> of, you know, Rexy's storyline doesn't make sense with it without the intro because it's like this it's mm -hmm. like a second and third act where we see her in the theatrical version being loaded into to the biosim place and then her fight with the giganatus right is that how you say giganatus yeah yeah that's right i was just like i went through part. the same thing the other day i was like i haven't talked about this thing in a while what how do you say it again <laughs> Uh, I mean, Jurassic World Dominion is one of the is is easily the second best Jurassic Park movie to me because it says all Ooh, the dinosaur okay. names out loud and when they're from, you know, like <laughs> because that was what was so cool about the original like Jurassic Park and Lost World. Well, not even so much Lost World, really, but like I don't know. I love I love the edutainment element that was brought back into Dominion as well. You know, of like mm -hmm. uh, you know Quetzalcoatlus. Why am I not being able to pronounce that right now? <laughs> I know it's like we got so used to saying it last year, you know, yeah, uh, no, no, none of those skills. But it's like, oh, it's from late Cretaceous. Like, I like that. Like, that was what was so fun about the original Jurassic Park was that edutainment quality to it. And I feel like Dominion kind of brought that back. I mean, you know, it makes sense that in um, Fallen Kingdom and Lost World and you know, some other, some of the other movies where it's like, they're not saying the dinosaurs names because everyone knows the dinosaurs. So why would they, mm -hmm. why would yeah. they be saying them out loud? Um, no, but I was going to say, oh my gosh. Uh, oh, it was, it's gone. There was something else about Dominion that I wanted to say, but 
Uh, uh, but I, I, I guess for me, I, and I'm curious again. I, I'm, I want to know more about what you think of the movie. Oh no, it was the Rexy thing. But oh, yeah. uh, Jurassic World Dominion is every kind of dinosaur movie, and the fact is, Rexy's storyline is Land Before Time. Like it's literally like, you huh. know, um, it it's a you know dinosaur. You know, Rexy is like, you know, is, is like Littlefoot or Chomper or whatever. And then she goes to the big city and then eventually learns how to work with others in the great Valley to defeat the bully. Like, it's just very, it's very yeah. land before time. Yeah. And also Fantasia as well too. Like the, the, the amber colors sure. of the intro and the music that's very like classical almost or something. Mm -hmm. And like the sort of mashing up of eras, you know, where everyone was like, Oh, these two dinosaurs would never exist together never exist together but there was such a painterly quality to that opening that mm -hmm. to me was rep representing fantasia not walking with dinosaurs but Ooh, i gotta go uh, i was gonna watch. ask it's been a while since i've seen it but yeah i know what you're talking about um but i guess what what were like the three things that you liked the most about dominion and the three things you liked the least about it i'm, mm -hmm. I'm very curious well i i mean i'm gonna go straight to one of the easiest ones i think is the the malta sequence was just incredible and when you get that music uh the the the, the plane and the cycle is that the name of it uh whatever it's called uh that yeah, track, yeah. like where owen is just racing to that airplane like that and, and just the culmination of that music you know like uh, just trumpeting up when the atrociraptor just falls out of the airplane it's just like one of the coolest moments like that I've seen. It was just so much fun to watch that whole thing uh, go down. What else? Um, oh, and one of my favorite things in the um, extended edition is uh, that full circle story for Rexy is that, and it's just a, a little, like that little flash, you know, uh, back to the prehistoric times. You know, did you see that at the end of the movie? That like little lightning flash where it prehist it, it just like shows the prehistoric trees and it looks like you're back in the Cretaceous period for a split second. And it's just so beautiful and awesome. And like it was that was one moment that like shocked me when I watched it uh for the first time on whatever DVD, digital, whatever it was. And I was like, <gasps> what did I just did I just see that? Like I I had to go back instantly right in that moment. I'm like, I'm I'm pretty sure like there was something there and i was like yes there was that was amazing so uh and let's see what was what would be the last thing um hmm i don't know um i i i guess i i really love that last like that last triumphant like roar from rexy so it was like the same moment basically but like uh yeah. it just with that lightning strike like i i like a good like I, I don't feel like Jurassic. Or it makes needs. the logo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but like it just—it's—it's the it's lightning. It's the Rexy roaring. It's the Therizinosaurus roaring. It's like so much stuff all in one, and it's—it's it's just like to me, like these last two movies specifically have been. I feel like everything that I ever w kind of wanted from. Uh, you know, my own mind as a kid, like when I'm sitting there playing with these toys. I'm yeah. coming up with the most like crazy ambitious like storylines in my head as a kid playing with the Lost World toys and Jurassic Park toys and you know in my mind volcanoes are exploding 
in the background. <laughs> I'm I'm running to chase, uh, you know, uh, dinosaurs on in motorcycles and airplanes, and I'm like I'm trying to do all that same stuff that they put on screen, and uh, and maybe even these epic battles and stuff. So to me, like. Maybe they're not like high art, you know, like some people want them to be. But like to me, it's just like I just love how fun that you know the the trilogy ended up being. Yeah, no, I mean, I think for me, the uh, image of, and I actually finally had got two of them just because I I don't know how I got two of them, but whatever. Um, <laughs> I have I have modern day Ellie. Wait, where are we where are we going? Where? Uh, modern day Ellie with two tasers. I love it. Because to me, I mean, that's the thing that I really liked about, you know, it's it's that thing. I mean, I find it very interesting. I mean, okay, I could go like 10 places. But what I really liked about Dominion and Fallen Kingdom is they created a lot of cool new iconography for the Jurassic franchise. I mean, you think about the Indoraptor on the rooftop. Yeah. You know, and, uh, you know, even just the volcano exploding or, uh, you know, um, the end sequence, you know, the montage with Jeff Goldblum kind of being poetic over it. Uh, but I just love the, I just like the image of Laura Dern dual wielding tasers is just like, I want that as like a, <laughs> we're speaking of Renaissance paintings earlier. I just want a portrait of that earlier where she's just like, oh my God, with like yeah. bugs everywhere, and, <laughs> you know, and like Claire with an ax in the background, like ready to like throw down, like, I just like that, like in the images of the locusts burning in the sky, it all felt very like so good. biblical and cool. And yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's, I mean, Jurassic Park is an impossible movie to replicate. I mean, it's, I mean, that's, I think that that's almost like the thing that I think fans, you know, and far be it for me to tell what Jurassic Park fans need. I don't, I don't claim to be any sort of representation of the franchise or of the original movie or anything, but I just feel like it is a hard, it is a hard thing. I mean, I don't maybe if we're going to compare it to Star Wars in that way, like I personally don't think that we can ever get Jurassic Park again. I think there was too many things, uh, too many things coming together at just the moment. Like, but I will say that, like, I really love Force Awakens. I love Last Jedi. Um, I was they were just showing part of Last Jedi, the Holdo maneuver on the Comic-Con floor. And I was just like, yeah, you know, like it's the best, but it's like, it is a weird thing where I do feel like force awakens on some level was able to replicate sort of a feeling of a new hope. But does, but does that mean that star Wars isn't as good as Jurassic park? Because like a new hope maybe necessarily isn't as good as the highs of Jurassic park. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, you know what I, I, I get it. I, I, mean, I get it. Because like Star I, Wars was like so different and new. I feel like so it's like it, it was its own thing back then. But but and it, I you know I don't know. It's hard to argue that it, it wasn't like super creative or technologically sure, yeah, advanced yeah. or anything. But like I feel like I, I get what you're you're laying down there because it definitely feels like Jurassic Park. And we had this argument so many times, like, and I know a lot of people, you know, mentioned like the Brachiosaurus scene in Fallen Kingdom, like, doesn't have the same power that, like, the Brachiosaurus scene in 
uh, well, Jurassic Park does. Well, because it's not supposed like, to be the same thing. Yeah. Pressing and sad. It, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's not supposed to be the same thing. We can never get that moment in time back. You know, like, me personally, I'm not uh, seven years old. You know, I can't, I can't get that time back. I can't go back to the first time I saw a dinosaur for real. Like, that was it. That was for real. I'm, I'm pretty sure. It was was real. Um, But, like, you can't get that moment back. So, to me, like, they're doing a good job of, of, you know, recreating that magic in a way and changing things up. And uh, especially with Fallen Kingdom, just going, like, in a crazy different route for the second half and, like, that iconography and, and, and seeing that spill over into something like Camp Cretaceous, which I'm like, you know, I know we, we, all, we all have varying degrees of, like, where that show went and, like, how we feel about it. But, like, I'm still, like, super pumped and hyped that that show exists and, like, created some really cool sequences and some uh, just really impressive stuff. Like, uh, the the um, Scorpius Rex and, like... That that thing was uh, so awesome. Like I can't believe that thing exists. Or two of two of them ex- existed. Yeah, yeah. Did they die? I, I mean, I know the building collapsed on them, but like I don't believe they did. <laughs> uh, you know, like stuff like that. Like I, I I feel like we've gotten some really cool stuff out of this era that is very different, drastically different. And uh, yeah, these movies aren't the same, but like they're they've still got so much magic in them, and I I really. I really love it. You know, this whole era. Yeah, no, I, I do too. And I think I'm like, I'm actually going to do a rewatch of Camp Cretaceous soon. And I, I think for me also, what was cool about the show is that ultimately like the fact that I liked those kids enough that I want to see them in live action. I, I, I felt yeah. like they could interact with, with uh, like Ellie and, you know, Grant and Malcolm where they could interact with, with Claire and Owen. Like, I think that's a real Testament to that writing that, Cause I just think like, you know, making a show like that, that broadly speaking was meant to appeal more to kids. Uh, I think the fact that they, it's, I don't necessarily, well, I don't know. I mean, are, are 15 year olds obsessed with lore? Like, you know, we are, <laughs> but um, I don't know. It's a good question. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I just feel like the fact that it made me love those characters and it makes me feel like they sit alongside my classic Jurassic characters. I think that's a testament to that. I guess, I, you know, have you rewatched Jaws at all recently? Because I saw it in theaters last year. Okay. And I probably saw it last year or so. Um, uh, I, don't, I didn't watch it this past July, but my bad. I have to, I have to give a <laughs> shout out to my, my Japanese shark ladies. Oh my gosh. <laughs> They're just sharks with legs. That's amazing. Uh, but, uh, Oh, you know who? Oh my gosh, I can't remember his name. He's uh, the gaming beaver. He had these on his channel, mm. and because uh, he lives in Japan now or something, and I was like, I have to get those. That's right. But so I was rewatching Jaws, uh, and I was, and I got to see it in IMAX like over Labor Day weekend last year, and I was honestly just struck by how much it, of it is kind of a proto Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. I think the the only big difference is that actually we're talking during Shark Week, but. Um, <laughs> as of this recording, not to date it, but I think the only reason why people think of Jaws as more of a horror film than Jurassic Park is because sharks are alive to scapegoat, whereas dinosaurs aren't. And I think yeah. that really makes the big, that's really the biggest difference because rewatching Jaws, 
I was so surprised at how much love and appreciation there is for sharks in that movie where kind of like our memory of it is very much like it scared everybody, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But rewatching it, there's a lot of that awe and wonder that, I, I mean, I think dinosaurs, I mean, I love sharks actually, and I, I really want to go swimming with sharks soon. But uh, I think that like, just naturally because dinosaurs are no longer, I was going to say don't exist. That's not true. Uh, because dinosaurs aren't on this earth anymore. Uh, well, technically they're birds, whatever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> everyone knows. Um, but I think because dinosaurs aren't around anymore, I think that they can remain a little bit more ephemeral in our mind and we can kind of romanticize them a bit more. Whereas like, but I mean, the fact is like, like, not that many people get attacked by sharks every year and that's totally just mm -hmm. a myth and like more people die from falling on their guns in this country than like you know anything else uh yeah so it's yep. you know sharks have definitely i mean i think we're all coming around to sharks as a culture i think we all realize like even the author of jaws is like oh i did a terrible thing making that book like uh, uh sort of scapegoating sharks and it's just so i guess tying this back to the star wars question of like you know this iterating or whatever it, but i think that's maybe the key difference why jurassic park feels so um on its own because it's like even the proto version that spielberg dealt with like there was enough differences and i think the subject matter keeps keeps jurassic park purely in this like uh liminal space where it's like it can't be proven wrong or right mm. so it's kind of perfect you know uh, in yeah. that way like it'll never be i mean what would you do to jurassic park to make it better as a movie like <sighs> what would you do do you know what i mean like put back in the high five moment you know with <laughs> ellie and alan like that yeah. would be so cheesy like yeah we solved it you know like because it's like that's the I... other thing we were we were just talking about earlier of like you know like thinking about jurassic park and watching on the big screen again it's like ultimately it's like all the dinosaurs in Jurassic Park, like in the movie, like a lot of them aren't well. And so that's almost mm. like thinking about thematically what the book did a lot more, which was like, especially Lost World, where it's like these animals are sick. Like this isn't right. Yeah. Like it's not good for these animals to be back in our time. And in a weird way, like I think thinking about it now by sort of leaving that thread dangling where you know, you see this like Triceratops, this West Indian Lilac, and then it's like, all right, I guess we got to move on. Like, you know, Ellie's going to stay with the trike for a little bit, but like, I think it's kind of unsettling. You're like, okay, what's going on with this park? Like, it's not, yeah. all is not well in uh, Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I guess that would be the thing that a lot of people would say they would change is like, just give us the book, you know, that's what people sure. would want. I don't know that it will make it better. You know, I don't think I don't think if they if HBO said like right now that they're going to remake the book, I don't think I would be like, I like this better. You know, like, I don't think I would. I don't know that I could. And I just said this to my wife uh, yesterday, uh, something along these lines. I just said, like, you know, we, we go see a lot of great movies and there's always great movies coming out, but nothing will ever top my top 10 movies or whatever you know like I, I nothing i don't feel like anything can crack that for me I th we were talking i think we were talking about my son saying uh we, we just watched nimona the other day on netflix and he was like that's 
yeah, he's like, that's my favorite movie I've ever seen. And I'm like, oh, that's awesome. And I, he's like, is it your favorite movie? I'm like, well, <laughs> no, but Sorry. it was a great movie. It was a great <laughs> yeah, movie, yeah. but like, I, it's not ever going to crack that top 10 for me, you know, or whatever, you know, it'll, it'll get up there. It's a pretty great movie, but like, it's hard. I, don't, I just don't know that even if they did remake it, that, or, or do, you know, a different iteration of it. I, I just don't know that we could ever do that. That's why, you know, the, the I'll skip the lost world, but from three to six, like none of them are better than the first two for me, but like, sure. you know, yeah, they're yeah. still great movies. It's like, I, I was just ranking mission impossibles the other day. I'm like, one has to be last, but like I love them all, you know. Like I just love all these yeah. movies. <laughs> well, and I think we've talked about this before a lot, just like nostalgia and those kind of stuff of like what it does to your brain and everything. And I think it was like I was thinking about it in relation to music the other day, and I wonder if you have a similar experience where it's like the reality is, like you're saying, it's like it's hard to. It's hard to put things that you have less time with higher than things that you have more time with because you're not mm. just thinking about the actual movie Jurassic Park and Lost World, you're thinking about all the memories you had as a kid. And I know you actually have video footage of like your Christmas and you know, I, I hold on to the one photo from Christmas <laughs> and I'm like, this is the sacred text, you yeah. know, like yeah. and it's just it, and there's just a lot more emotion tied to it because you're not just thinking about uh, you're not just thinking about the movie itself. You're thinking about all the memories and your life and getting older. And, you know, there's just so much more tied to it that, yeah, it's, it's hard to, it, you know, it's just hard to beat that stuff. I think the only reason why I can, you know, I, I mean, like when I say like Jurassic World Dominion and Fallen Kingdom are like, you know, doing your top 10 or doing your top order rankings, like all that stuff changes all the time. It really just mm, depends on yeah. how you feel and it's the day. And I don't, I don't hold any of that stuff sacred. I'll, I'll say one thing is one way. And then, you know, I mean, Perry Nemiroff and I, you know, Perry from Collider and I mm -hmm. did a Jurassic ranking episode before Dominion a few years ago. And it's like, I think my order changed like the day after I recorded that, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's just like, that's all yeah. ephemeral. And I don't try to get too hung up on that because you can literally just change your mind every day. But but yeah, no, I mean, there is just something special. I was just thinking because I got to go to that Jurassic uh, Park experience in San Diego mm. and, you know, they have all the like crates and the ferns and the, uh, uh, what were the things in the trees earlier? The nets, you know, the like, yeah, cargo nets. That's, that's like such a vibe. And I remember going, I think it was even after I'd seen Lost World because I, I the movie theater that I actually saw Jurassic Park, Lost World, Jurassic Park Three, and Fallen Kingdom in uh, just closed in my oh, like where I grew no. up. But I remember at some other outdoor mall thing in Orange County where I grew up during the Lost World, and again it's one of those things I'm like, I'm like, did this really happen? Like I have memories of it, but yeah, to promote Lost World they had like crates everywhere like those wooden crates and i think i don't even know if they even had any dinosaurs i think they just had like crates and ferns with with nets over them and just like <laughs> it was like ooh, this like kind of fun promotion sort of thing but it, you know maybe there was like lost poster or something coming out I, like i don't remember any dinosaurs i just remember that aesthetic sort of decorating this outdoor mall area next to the movie theater yeah and it's like you know I, I, and again i think with like you know 
I mean, Fallen Kingdom, I think, is really special because just that was probably like the peak of adult Jurassic fandom. You mm. know, I don't know if that was the yeah. same for you. I feel like you probably. Know? Yeah, because like Jurassic World, we were like just getting back into it. Fallen Kingdom is like, you know, 25th, all that stuff. Yeah. You know, and, th- you know, in Dominion last year, you know, I'm glad it was delayed because I got to see it in theaters. But I mean, I saw Fallen. I, I forget. I don't know how many times you saw it, but I saw Fallen Kingdom in theaters nine times in the first month. Oh, wow. It, because, I, I you saw know, it I went. Times. <laughs> Whereas like Dominion, I think I only saw in theaters three times, you mm-hmm. know, like it just was the vibe around Fallen Kingdom was just very electric, uh, even though, you know, I think it, a lot of people it's their least favorite Jurassic movie, which, again, I'm not going to fault anyone for. But yeah. I think like I just have a lot of positive memories associated with that movie. Yeah, I think there was like it it, de- it definitely feels like it was peak like you know we had new toys coming out like from Mattel oh, it was like oof, brand new it, it, there was there was just like so much happening and i i said it back then and it's it's i feel like it's still fairly true but like that movie like i feel like the marketing and and it's maybe it's hard to say now with with Barbenheimer, you know, in theaters like but like <laughs> uh, but like the 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 marketing for Falling Kingdom was like so just everywhere and it was you know there was so much going on so many things to experience uh you know and and we talk about it a lot especially after the 30th anniversary how how you just mentioned the 25th anniversary was that year so there was like a lot of tacked on things because of that 25th year and i feel like that's the reason why a lot of people are like oh the 30th is a bummer because 25 was so good but like we had a a major movie coming out that year and it it, so like they were just combining a lot of efforts um but yeah it it was pretty peak and then you know but not to say that dominion was it was less so but like it's you know know, there's that list of like pandemic movies and dominion is in there as a billion dollar movie and it's like yeah everybody forgets that that's the you know it's in there it's in the you know with no way home and whatever else you know is going to be in there it's 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 up there with all that other stuff this is crazy yeah it's yeah it's yeah you're right it's i mean ultimately yeah i mean there's just like that what if factor of like i don't know i mean yeah it's 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 just we can never know what things would have been like if you know if covid hadn't happened i mean it, we well. pro- the movie probably would have been really different i don't know you know what i mean like yeah i, I think i think how dominion turned out is probably the least of the worries of of covid <laughs> you know what i mean like oh, making yeah, sure, sure these movies are good <laughs> yeah uh, well, you know you want everybody to be safe so uh yes no of course and, but yeah it's and, just what- and i was bummed like don't get me wrong I, I know like you were happy i was like i was like oh man I just got to create like uh, 52 more episodes. I got to figure out, you know, <laughs> that many more episodes until the next movie, the, the movie actually comes out. And, uh, and so to me, I'm like, oh man, all right, what are we going to do? So it was like, it was like a long, it felt arduous kind of like getting through that, that, that year. But like when we got there the end, and like by the time Dominion's trailer came around, like I did that, that reaction video and it was like true and real. And I like, I, I was like freaking out, you know, watching that first real trailer for dominion. I was like, this is, this is awesome. Like, I love everything I'm seeing. <laughs> so like the, the hype level was still there for me, but like 
generally speaking, it definitely felt less so, I guess. Well, and, and, you know, and yeah, I guess, I don't know if this is a question to you, but it's just sort of because I think, you know, as Jurassic content creators and, you know, I sort of circumnavigated that thing by life <laughs> taking over and not really doing the podcast this, this past year and a half. I came back for like, you know, cause I was very lucky enough to, to go to the premiere of Dominion and, but you know, I, I'm also like, I'm very bummed that I didn't get to participate as much. And, and I don't, and that's the thing where I'm like, that's on me. Not really like, you know, I, I just think a lot of times and I won't name names they're, they're not involved in Jurassic, but a, another publication, but they're always like, Oh, I have so much star Wars fatigue. And it's like, yes, because your job is to review star Wars. Like that has nothing to do with like the rest of the world. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Like, I just sometimes I'm like, you have to, you know, it's like, I think we like when we go into movies thinking about spoilers and it's like, yeah, of course, you know, if you're making Jurassic content, it's like you have to contend with that idea. And I think we've all kind of um, thought about different ways of how to do that, where it's like, you know, I, I try to avoid spoilers but I'm also following the making of the movies. So it's, you know, it, it's, it's like yeah. that kind of stuff where it's like, how do we preserve our own love and enjoyment of something while also having to beat it with a stick for, yeah. you know, a, a year. And, you know, I, I don't know about you, but I'm, I mean, I love speculating, but it's like, at, at some point it's like, I just want to see the damn movie. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know. I know. Because that was like, we came up with like so many really intense theories and speculations as far as Dominion was concerned. And then it's like movies pushed another year and we're like, uh, um, I, I don't know how much more we can speculate. Cause like we kept doing it for a little bit and then it just got to be too much. And I'm like, well, now I, I like I can't possibly speculate anymore. So like I just need to see the thing. Like we can't. I don't know how much I can keep talking about it without it being here. Um, so yeah, it was, it was so interesting. Um. Yeah, yeah. What? In, oh my! Like I I had so many fun theories, and I'm just like, where are those theories? But like that's the thing. I like I got to a point where I'm like, this all this speculation is just gonna ruin it. Like it's just gonna ruin it. And now I, I start to like, I start to like phase backwards a little a little bit where I'm like, and, I, and I've got with this joke in my my live stream uh, crew the people that are always uh, you know in there uh, when I do the live streams and you know uh, one of them always always mentions like Universal call your boy because like I I have so many ideas uh, and I'm like I always stop talking about them I'm like oh my god wouldn't it be so and I'm like I just gotta stop like I can't I can't even say it anymore because like. Is never gonna happen, and I don't want to get my hopes up. It's just like too much for me. Like I can't even handle it personally. <laughs> I mean, you know, but it's. I think it's that thing where I think they're scared. Life will not be contained. Life breaks free, expands to new territories, and crashes through barriers painfully, maybe even dangerously. But uh, oh, there it is. There it is. I'm. I'm simply saying that life uh, finds a way. And that'll do it for another episode of the Jurassic Park Podcast. We appreciate each and every one of you for listening and for sharing in our love of the Jurassic franchise. And a huge thank you, of course, to Stephen Ray Morris for joining me once again and uh, for the next few weeks here. So please stay tuned for parts two and three 
in the coming weeks, we are very excited to present this new format and to uh, do a new style here on the show. And thank you to Stephen for being a part of kicking all that off. And I'm very excited. Yes, this conversation took place. Um, I don't even know when that was. I think Stephen dates it in one of the episodes. Uh, I don't know if it's this one or not, but uh, by mentioning Shark Week. So whenever Shark Week was, that's when we recorded this. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so that was that was a lot of fun. I had a great time talking with Stephen, and uh, surely that will not be the end. There's going to be a lot more to talk about, and we have. Let me see. Can I tease some stuff for next week? Uh, let's see. I got to bring up my notes for the uh, the second episode, but. Uh, we talk about speculation, like does it ruin things? Does it make things better or easier? I don't know. We we continue that conversation. We talk about lore and if it matters to people or not. We talk about Mattel and the crowdfund failing. Yes, that was a while back, but we're talking about that and, and the reaction to it. And we talk about building parks as kids and, and what it made for us or what it made us feel like as kids building these things. So there's a lot of good stuff in that conversation. And uh, I'm very excited for this new format and for you to check out the conversation each week. Um, it's it's going to be fun. I'm so excited for it. But you've heard me say this one before. If you leave a review over on Apple Podcasts, we will go ahead and read your reviews here on the show. And I want to read one here from ECD Studios. Uh, this was left uh, in the past month. And it says, huh, question mark, where y'all go? <laughs> and that's the review, a five-star review from ECD Studios. And guess what, ECD Studios? We're back. We're here. We're doing it again. I hope you're enjoying this episode and uh, the potential for where we can go next. So thank you so much for at least wondering where we went. It's always nice to know that people care. <laughs> it is, I swear. Because as a, I think as a podcast, I don't, I mean, I don't always get a ton of feedback when we go off the air for a little bit or when we, you know, or anything. So it's nice to kind of hear sometimes outside of the the reviews over on Apple Podcasts. It's nice to get some feedback and know that you all care. So thank you so much to ECD Studios for leaving that review. And if you leave a review over on Apple Podcasts, like I said, I will read your review here. Give it five stars. If you don't, that's fine too. However you feel it should be rated, that's cool. But we will read your review on the show. But again, thank you so much. Stay safe out there. Be kind. Let's continue to fight for representation, change, and equality in the Jurassic franchise. But more importantly, outside of it, in the real world, let's continue to make this world a better place. I'm going to go ahead and hand things off to myself for the outro. Take it away. Saddle up. Let's get this movable feast underway. Continue the conversation with us on threads and Instagram. Watch our content on TikTok and YouTube. Find us on the web at JurassicParkPodcast.com. You'll find today's episode show notes, articles, contributor bios, and so much more. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, our website, and wherever else podcasts are found. So please be sure to follow along and share with your friends, family, and fellow Jurassic fans. If you haven't already, please give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We will read your Apple reviews at the end of most episodes, so be sure to spare no expense. Don't miss our Wednesday night live streams, toy hunts, reviews, in-depth bonus content, gameplay, event and theme park coverage on our YouTube channel. If you want to get a hold of us or participate in the Jurassic Mailbag, you can fill out the contact form on our website or send emails and MP3s to JurassicParkPod at gmail.com. 
feel free to call our voicemail line at any time to leave us a message or just to say hi. That number is 732-825-7763. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, enjoy. Enjoy.